Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friend and partner in radio, Barnabas Piper. Pipe, we are sans Ronald J. Martin. Do you think this has anything to do with this big protest move from last week? Do you I don't know. you think there's still a little, a little scar tissue there from Ron's uh, is it, his big protest? Is it possible that the podcast commissioner banned him from the league for taking a knee? I think that's, Ooh, I think that's, that's true. A, that's true. Is it possible that Ron could become like a full is, hero for, for taking this Is this collusion amongst his fellow hosts to keep him out of the podcast? Baby, he's so courageous, isn't he? I mean, just he to really have the is. courage to shop for wood cabins online while we're while we're talking about a thing that he's not fully interested in. I mean, man, that's you know he's going to take a lot of heat for that pipe, but but I I've, I just I really feel like he's courageous I for just, it. So. I just would like to say <laughs> that I mean. Aren't there better ways to protest than in cabin <laughs> shopping? Isn't there, Dude, isn't there right, a more right. respectful way to protest than cabin exactly. shopping? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like cabin cabin shopping so often just divides people. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's so just, public and it's so uh-huh. – I mean, it, it's during this – this really seminal part of the podcast. I mean, they're just, he could have done it quietly in his own he home. He oh, wait, I guess he was yeah. silent in his own home, but I mean, he could have done it another quiet way out of science and of mind. Yeah. Silent and sullen, you know, that was clearly a shot at us. Um, you know, that, that was very much for us like subtext. Hey, I'm doing so well. I can afford a log cabin in Ohio, which log cabins in Ohio pipe. What do, how do we feel about that? Um, and no offense to any Ohioans, but I, I don't think of that as a log cabin destination necessarily. Yeah. You know, if I was going to like, if I was a futurist and I was uh-huh. projecting, you know, booming, uh, real estate markets, the log cabin, yeah. Ohio market probably wouldn't be in my top 25. That's or, not one that I often hear. 2,500. You know, yeah. When people think of their dream log cabin destinations, that's not often one that I hear yeah, about. I mean, like, and, what, uh, what would be a dream log cabin destination? Well, I mean, like the Smoky Mountains? Like the, yeah, like, the Adirondacks? Like East, East Tennessee, like Smoky Mountains. It's really pretty out there, yeah. man. Um, I would, I would, all, yeah, all day long I'd do a log cabin out there. Um, let's see. Like upstate New York, like the Adirondacks. Yeah, yeah like that, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Someplace kind of exotic like that. I, yeah. I don't know where there's some, there's gotta be some geography, like a nice lake. Ooh, like Northern Minnesota, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've you're stayed only using some, it half a year. I've stayed in some log cabins up there. You know, you get to the, up near the North shore. It's absolutely, it's man. You got some beautiful water, some beautiful vistas. Absolutely. I mean, Ohio, you've got kind of a nonsensical highway system. Um, and not a whole heck of a lot to do or look at. Um, but I, I could be wrong. I could be missing some things. So um, I'm yeah, sure I mean, we'll get some pushback on that. I feel like the only notable feature of Ohio mm-hmm. now plays for the Lakers. So <laughs> that's true. There's that's not true. a lot going for them. Now that Bernie Kosar is not there anymore, you're you're absolutely right. But um, I, th- I think the most – to me, the best thing about the, the log cabin protest move by Ron was his logic of – you know, Melissa and I take a lot of these trips. We rent these log cabins, and I just want to own one. And I'm like, why? So you can have a mortgage payment and, like, the headache of ownership. And, like, everything that would be joyful about getting away would be gone the minute that you own it. Um, but I feel like that's the kind of thing we're going to just have to let our boy kind of walk through on his own. I don't feel like he's going to listen to us on that. Yeah, he he's a free spirit. He's going to, you know, the same free spirit that led him to to the boldness to protest is going to lead him to whatever conclusion he comes to on said log cabin. Right. He's a man of conviction, doggone it, Piper. And uh, Ron's <laughs> going to do what Ron's going to do That's or right. something. My concern is, like, with the robust travel schedule that he already has, like, when do you when do you shoehorn in time to go to the log cabin, you know? Um, unless there's conferences like there in that area, um, something's got to give pipe. I mean, he's got four Sundays out of the year that he's preaching at substance. And then, you know, the other 48 weekends are up in the air, maybe 30 go to conferences. So, I mean, that's not, it's not a lot of time left. Yeah. I guess the question is how close is the cabin to his current home? And is it just sort of like, 
oh, we can just like buzz over here on your average Thursday. Because, you know, Ron posts so yeah. many pictures of like, oh, we're walking in the woods or I'm sitting at yeah. a picnic table while fall foliage falls around me and I write a sermon in a moleskin. I mean, yeah. all of that works better at a log cabin if it's conveniently placed. I feel like Ron likes nature just for its like Instagram possibilities, though. He likes nature like he in the same way like Thomas nature. Kincaid liked nature. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Dude, if Kincaid had an Instagram, he'd be he'd be insufferable, I bet. It'd be I mean, like, he oh, was I'm insufferable without one. Imagine what he would be like. Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He would be such a like such a show off about like the beautiful vistas where he was painting lighthouses and, and angels and stuff like that. How, it'd be uh What, what do you horrible. want to bet that like Thomas Kincaid's painting I mean he 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 probably lived in like central Ohio and painted in a garage. And I bet so he this, did. This I, was yeah. his this was his way of escaping. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think so, man. Because if he lived someplace awesome, he would just go to those places and probably never get around to painting them. So this raises an interesting question. And, and I think we're going to do the promo in the middle. We're going to we're going to promote Indie Live, uh, which is a, a big event. It's huge. People should get tickets for it. Uh, we'll tell them how in a few minutes. But something you said raised a question in my mind. And that is like, if you take personalities, famous people from different eras, like, who do you think the, would be the most insufferable in 2019? So if you oh, drop them man. in a 2019 context with Instagram and Twitter um, and just all the 2019 stuff, who's the worst? Like, who's the biggest wang from the past if you put them in 2019? That is a good question. Um, and we, we could do categories. Who's the biggest, like, I, I probably can't say wang on the air. Who, who's, <laughs> who's, the, who's the most insufferable, like, ministry guy from the past? Okay. Yeah, um, sports guy. I mean, we can do sports. The first name that came to mind was George Wallace, but I think he's just insufferable for <laughs> yeah, existing. That's true. So, Dude, um, George Wallace with a Twitter would have been like would be a lot like current politicians who might or might not be in charge <laughs> of aspects of government. Um, yeah. Let's see, ministry guy, insufferable ministry guy. Martin Luther would be the worst. Martin yeah. Luther with with a Twitter account, it would be. I mean, he might be funny on occasion. But, mm -hmm. but like he would be, he would just be so angry, and it would be like Twitter threads constantly of screeds. I feel like he would have been like he would have been like early Paul Washer. You remember that guy? Yeah, not that yeah. late Paul Washer is dramatically better. He just he he just hasn't said anything new in ten years. Yeah, I got off social media like nine years ago, so whatever he's been doing in the last nine years, I don't know. But like before that, he was same same was, stuff. He was just Mr. Intensity guy. You know, he was yeah. Mr. Like, if your four friends are like all joking around at dinner and he's the fifth guy, he's the one going, hey, you know what? There are people suffering. So let's just let's let's bring it down a couple of pegs, you know. Um, so, and yeah, Martin he, Luther he prays would, for 18 minutes while the roast beef gets cold. <laughs> exactly. Martin Luther would be like that guy on cocaine. I mean, you know, he, I, I feel like he could be. He could be a little bit like, you know, Doug Wilson, where he says some really yeah. clever, creative things. But then you're like, oh, it's so tinged with anti-Semitism and he hates the Pope so much. What is going yeah. on? Like he says some great things, but I don't know how to take it because it's also counterbalanced by utter insanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would – that guy with Twitter would like – he would cook his own goose, you know, before the whole thing even got started. And I feel um, like, you know, if you get, if you gave like Jonathan Edwards or John Owen a Twitter account, they would basically be what my dad is trying to be on Twitter, which is sort of like, you know, theological Yoda. It's just these, yeah, it's these yeah. like, how, how much truth can you pack into it? Whatever it is, 180 <laughs> characters yeah, or yeah, 280 exactly. characters. Exactly. Um, along with the, the occasional random Bible verse out of context. Yeah. Although one of those guys, like I would gamble that one of those guys would like do the like rapid fire, like pictures of my kids thing. Cause didn't Jonathan Edwards have like 14 kids, which is why all of our reformed contemporaries are trying to do that. Jonathan um, Edwards would absolutely refer to his wife on Twitter as his bride. That's a, yeah. Certainty. he would, he would go my bride. He would be like, just enjoying a Saturday with my 14 kids. You know, it'd be the one Saturday that he wasn't away speaking at a conference and he'd take like 95 pictures Yeah, it, of that. it would be like the thing that people do when they're they're lying in bed on a Saturday morning and their kids all come in and jump on them and they snap the candid photo of like everybody's got messy hair and they're all kind of tucked in there. That would be him with yeah. with all of his, his Edwards, Edwards children. Dude, totally, totally. Dude, what do you think C.S. Lewis would have been like on Twitter? C.S. Lewis, you drop him in 2019. What's he like? What's his, what's his persona? 
Um, second best to GK Chesterton. Ooh, like Chesterton would be the best on Twitter. Chesterton would be like the cleverest. Yes, and you'd be like, oh, that guy's funny. You know, yeah, that, that I, guy's I, just I funny think I really want to hang out with that guy because he seems he just seems awesome. I mean, that's yeah, what I feel like when I read his books, and mm-hmm. and that's a book on Twitter. You know, there'd be some more personality. Um, man, Lewis would be interesting. Lewis would keep you on your toes because he would say some really witty, clever, down to earth. You know, he had a real earthy side, yeah. but then yeah. all of a sudden he would drop something about like Greek classic, you know, mythology, yeah. and, and and you'd be like, whoa, where did you'd be that like, oh, come geez, from? this guy's really smart. You know, <laughs> like you knew it, you knew deep down that he was really smart, but he, every once in a while you get reminded. Yeah, I, th- I think. Those guys would both be good follows. They'd be good follows in 2019 for sure. Yeah. I, I got another one for you. All right. And um, I, I'm conflicted about this one, obviously, because it, it concerns uh, someone I whose work I admire very much and who died kind of just before this. David Foster Wallace. 2019, does he have a Twitter? Does he have an Instagram? Does he go dark? Um, I, think he, I think he would have been like an early adopter of social media mm-hmm. and then would have written like a 37-page – long form essay yeah. about why he's quitting social media and how it's sucking the soul out of the nation and himself. Well, dude, in a, in a weird roundabout way, infinite justice kind of about that. I mean, in that he, he predicted all this internet kind of entertainment stuff right before it hit. And he predicted the whole, like, you know, if, basically if pornography and, and, and drugs get any better and more accessible, I'm just going to have to leave the planet, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And, what do you know? They did. And, um, and it's hard for people. So I think, yeah, I think that was prophetic. You know, I think a lot of what he wrote was prophetic and I think he would have had serious, he would have had serious hangups about, um, the kind of persona work that goes on in, in Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, that may have driven him off of it. So you're, you're probably right there. There, and there would have been an essay about it. For sure. yeah, I mean, social media doesn't work well for people who are, um, you know, dealing with deep emotional and, you know, soul oriented struggles, but are also profoundly introspective and profoundly observational. You know, they, they yeah. recognize yeah. it will, it will eat those people alive. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree with that. Or totally it will, totally. or it will turn people into, it will take those aspects of people and essentially kill them. Uh, yeah. Not kill the people, but kill the aspects. And so, yeah, yeah, I think it either would have turned him into not David Foster Wallace because it would yeah. have killed, or, or it would have just driven him to the point of insanity, or it would have, it would have made him ordinary in a weird way. Like right. when I think of Wallace, I think of a la Michael Jordan, just kind of this ethereal talent that's kind of untouchable and difference. Whereas if you saw him on Twitter every day, like you know, complaining about Trump or like retweeting NBA stuff or whatever, you'd be like. This guy's ordinary. You know, this guy, this guy's not all that different from everybody yeah, else. The, the moment he posts a picture of his Saturday morning omelet, you're like, wait a minute. This wait a minute. Guy, you're this better than this. lame. Yeah. And, it, and, and you have that moment where you go, I don't know what I thought he was doing on Saturday, but, it, you know, now that I know, I'm disappointed. Um, I, I think there's well, certain things we shouldn't know. Yeah. Well, and, and we shouldn't even think about, and not, not because yeah. there's, an, I mean, we shouldn't think about them because they're so ordinary. I don't, I don't care what restaurant people eat at or what food they eat or like when right. their kids jump on their bed. None of that particularly matters. And so to me, I mean, if I'm their friend, maybe, but so yeah, it sort of takes away yeah. the, uh, the, the, the myth of the man. Dude, I've got a, I've got a question for you. And then I want to get back to this. Cause this is a, this is a fun little conceit that we've got going here. When Ron finally purchases his log cabin, what do you think the, what do you think the internet announcement is going to look like? What's the rollout going to be? Um, oh, man. are we going to, are we going to get a picture of the stack of books, the steaming cup of coffee? This is what it's going to be. Books, coffee, shot off the front porch over the rail with Ron's boots and, and cuff jeans included in the shot. Um, you know, and, 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 and then like grateful for my, you know, rustic getaway signed Ron. Nah, I think in true Ron nope. fashion, it'll be, it'll be a picture of his wife. Okay. Doing all of those things on the front porch of the cabin because you got to get the wife in there. Right. You got to get thankful for the wife in there. He, you know, and this is a very, very respectable thing about Ron. He, he praises his wife on social media with utter genuineness with regularity. And so, and not in like the weird, you know, smoking hot wife way, but just 
because he thinks she's an awesome person. And so I think it will be that. And so it'll, it'll be almost like a humble brag about the cabin mm-hmm. with with Big M being the the kind of the feature uh, – the feature praise and thanks of the photo. And it's like, oh, by the way, we're on the front porch of our brand new thing. And then there'll be a string of other photos that show the views and the rustic wood. And what I can't wait for is when he starts decking that place out for Christmas. It's going to be, I mean, Uh, it will literally be Santa's workshop. Yeah, it will. It's going to be Santa's workshop. That's so funny. Dude, just once, here's what I would love to see. And you don't even often see this from the world, but you, you never see it in our tribe. Just once in our tribe, when somebody buys something awesome, I just want to see them. I want to see them post a picture and go, look at this effing car. Isn't this thing sweet? <laughs> I know. Isn't this look amazing? at this what hot I, ride. Yeah, look at what I bought with my money. You know, isn't this unbelievable? Subtext, aren't I unbelievable? Like, I, I would love that level of transparency, I guess, is, is what I'm looking for. But, but, but it's isn't never that what happen. just got James McDonald fired in part? For basically being like, look at this huge house that I bought with all of my money. Yeah, that's true. That's so maybe true. that wouldn't go over super well. You'd have to be the right person doing it. But uh, I should probably be careful. He likes to sue people. I hope he doesn't come after me for saying his name on this podcast. He does like to sue people, doesn't he? And now he's got a lot. He's got a lot more time to do it. Maybe we should have. We'll have resonate bleep out a third of what we just said. Um, all yeah, right, just, pipe, let's just remove his name. Let me lob a couple of sports ones at you. All right. Um, Michael Jordan technically is around in 2019, but not during his playing career. Um, You put like early career, you know, shoes just dropped. A couple of great seasons with the Bulls starting to win titles. You put that Michael Jordan in 2019. What does it look like? I think he would be exactly like what Tom Brady is right now, Mm. which is to say completely boring. On social media. Yeah. I mean, I don't, even know if, I don't even know if Brady's on social media. But, I mean, he just – the the peak competitors have no personality online. People with personality yeah. online are usually – they have – they're not quite as sort of manically, maniacally competitive. And so, yeah, yeah. I don't – I think Jordan would – he would make brand announcements. He yeah, would – sure. He would, you know, if there was like a media tour around a new shoe or, you know yeah. – uh, Space Jam or whatever, he would get on there for that. But it would be it would be all super on brand. Or he'd be like, "Hey, I started a new foundation, you know, whatever." Yeah, it, he he would have a Twitter, but it would be clearly in that way of a hundred percent somebody else is writing these tweets. Oh yeah, know? I mean it's like run a, it's run by a PR person for sure. Exactly, exactly. No, I think I think you're right, dude. What about Iverson in 2019? Oh man, I think it'd be bananas. I like in in the best possible way. Yeah, let's see who who I'm trying to think of a current sports personality who just goes after other. He would be like the original Joel Embiid, okay. Except yeah. like not funny, just mean. Yeah, exactly. You know, like just, Embiid makes jokes and just he loves to talk trash because all he ever wants to do is compete. And so if he's like he's like fine if I make some people mad online, that's great. But Iverson would do that, except he would just go after people's moms. He would oh, go yeah. after everything about him there wouldn't be a joke in it he'd just be like no i'm gonna i'm gonna cyber cut their throat that's what i'm gonna do yeah yeah for sure he would be he would be a tremendous follow that would be so much fun from just sort of a train wreck (laughs) perspective dude it would it would absolutely um do we have any more of these piper any more of these like uh uh, like what 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 happens if you put them in 29 yeah other genres of life let's see Mm. uh what about so given our current president's well-known Twitter habits. Yeah. Who yeah. would be other presidents who would uh, who would either be excellent on Twitter or just just the worst? Dude, so okay. So I think Clinton would be great. Just because I think Clinton, you know, taking away all the moral stuff, you know, you take that off the table. The guy was a great communicator. He was entertaining. Well, and if, if um, we're good at anything in America, it's taking away all the moral stuff from the presidents we vote <laughs> yeah, for, apparently. So I think we've basically done that. Yep, you know, we're good at maybe that. Maybe he started it. I think, I think we're really good at it. But, uh, you know, I think he would be a fun follow. I feel like with Clinton, it would be a lot of celebrity pictures. You know what I mean? It'd be like, hey, I was, you know, I was at the, I was at the uh, you know, I don't know, Binion's Horseshoe at two in the morning in Vegas, and I ran into Charles Barkley, and this is a picture of the two of us. Um you know, it'd be it'd be a lot of that kind of thing with Clinton. I think Reagan's what would Reagan's Twitter presence have been like? I think curated by someone else probably would 
is yeah, that's an interesting one because there was, you know, he, you know, he was president during some pretty, pretty pointed, you know, end of yeah. the end of the Cold War kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, I think he would. That, I bet there would have been a lot of internal conflict because he said he was a Hollywood guy. Yeah, prior for sure. to being president, but then, but then there was this very sensitive stuff. So it would have been a very like occasional, very sort of pointed pro-America, you know, the Reaganism kind of thing. And then occasionally like a, a well-crafted like glamour shot of him at the Resolute yeah. desk with his feet up on it, like smoking a cigarette Dude, yeah. in a holder or something. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. No, it would have looked good. It would have been a good looking Twitter for sure. Um, I think George W. Bush would be bananas on Twitter. That guy's really <laughs> funny. You know, he's really, really is he funny, funny on purpose or just funny because he's just like he just sort of overflows with more personality than his intellect knows how to handle. Dude, I've so I've seen him speak in person, and granted, it was the right kind of audience. It was low hanging fruit. It was just a really easy room for him. But oh, was it an SBC event? Uh, well, it was a it was an event at a university that. I'm very well acquainted with. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll just leave it at that. But um, I- anyway, my my overarching thought about that whole evening, watching him perform, was this guy's the smartest guy in the room, and he's he's got an innate sense of pace and timing and when to be charming, when to be serious. Like I was, I came away pretty impressed by what he brought to the table. And I think for whatever reason, Pipe, and, and maybe you see this in your work life, um, for whatever reason, the job just wasn't perfect for him. You know what I'm saying? Like if George W. Bush, l- l- let me put it this way. If he was a college professor, he would be the most popular prof on campus. Oh, like, yes, absolutely. Pe- people would be eating out of his hand. He'd be the prof where like kids were taking his class when they didn't even have to. Like it didn't even count toward their major. They'd be taking the class, you know. He'd be that guy. And um, yeah, so I, I think his Twitter would be – he would be a pretty great follow. Um, that that could yeah, be interesting. Yeah, that's true. I think, uh, I think Teddy Roosevelt might have been the greatest oh, follow sure. ever. I don't know if like – I have no idea if he actually accomplished anything as a president. He was definitely yeah. like a larger personality than he was a political yeah. figure um, yeah. other than like the state parks thing. But the, the man just lived an outsized life. And so, yeah, dude, it's, it, can you it's imagine a, him? Can you imagine him like posting a picture? He's like, he's got like a POTUS hat on. He's holding up the head of a bison <laughs> that he's just gunned down from horseback. Right. I feel like right, that would right. be, you know, it would, it would be a lively experience. Dude, it's probably a referendum on like how crappy our public school, like history educations were between the two of us. But like, I couldn't tell you anything about Teddy Roosevelt, except that he was just one of the more famous ones. You know what I mean? When well, you he, think about I mean, like he, he well, genuinely didn't do anything because uh, right. because there were no like major wars or anything during his time. He he started the national park system. That was his, yeah. which is ironic because he also loved to kill animals. So <laughs> yeah. he set up exactly. a situation to protect the animals from people like himself. From people like him. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I know. The irony, man. The irony. Dude, what about Abe Lincoln on Twitter? Abe Lincoln, you put him in 2019. You know, honest Abe. Um, a little, uh, you know, say, safe to say, kind of controversial. Um, See, I think, I think he – I think his personality and what you describe George W. Bush as are kind of the same thing. You know they're yeah, they're yeah. really smart. They're they're folksy. Like they have <clears throat> now. Mm-hmm. Bush might be f- fake folksy just because he's sure. Texan. You know everybody in yeah, Texas yeah, yeah. can fake it if they want to. Um, sure. Whereas Lincoln was like log cabin guy and you know court you know horseback lawyer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But also pretty brilliant. But his yeah. brilliance was more in in like patience and long strategy as opposed to like. You know, Bill Clinton, you get the sense that he or, or Obama, you're like, those guys are brilliant wits. Like yeah. they just yeah. – their minds work fast. Yep. So I don't know. I mean I don't, I don't know if Lincoln would have been great on Twitter or not. I think he would have been very relatable and you're like, I like this guy. But also uh-huh. like what's his deal? What's, what's he yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. What's he doing? What's he what's – he, and he what he would be doing is like he would have some plan that he's trying to put the wheels in motion for for like 12 years down the road. Um, which isn't always conducive to like, you know, the Twitter environment. 
Um, this is fun, man. Do you have any more of these? Any more that you've thought oh, of? Oh, let's see. Moving. Any other spheres of life? Um, let me think. Dude, what about Sinatra? Frank Sinatra, 2019. He's got a Twitter. He's got an Instagram. What, is, what does it look like? Uh, first of all, I think he would have been a, a, an early adopter of Snapchat because it deletes everything oh. after you post it. <laughs> yeah. Which in his case yeah, is probably yeah, yeah. wise, other than the screenshots sure. people take of it. Um, yeah, I think he would have been somebody who caused himself a ton of problems and then had to sort of navigate like, oh, maybe we shouldn't post those pictures. You know, <laughs> exactly. Maybe the cocaine on the table is a little too much. Let's yeah, uh, let's yeah. keep it to just the bottles of liquor, um, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I, yeah. He he yeah. would have been – yeah, you, you would have been invited right into the parties and the self-destructive behavior for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think that's in a way, the that, entire Rat Pack. I think he would have figured out though how to make it look glamorous and not sad, because I think that's a thing that all people who are good at Instagram, like they have this way of um, putting the best possible veneer on, you know, their their mostly sad, self-serving activities. And um, I, I think Frank would have figured out how to do that. And he um, would have used a lot of lyrics from his own songs, so that no matter yeah. what the picture was of. You just yeah. start singing like I did it my way or New York, New York <laughs> exactly. or something. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. this is so much fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I know, man. That's what the great ones can do. Um, and by the great ones, I mean the people who are great at manipulating you <laughs> online. People who are great at lying in pictures. <laughs> people who are great at lying about their own lives, for sure. That's what that's what it's come to. Oh, man. Well, Pipe, speaking of uh, – Speaking of basketball, let, let's do a little bit on basketball, and then I want to ask you like another kind of generationally themed question just to stay in that theme. But um, I don't know if you can tell it in my voice, but I'm really exhausted today. Um, I'm exhausted because I've been playing intramural basketball on a student team, and our games start at 10 p.m., which is just insane. And at the beginning of the season, I thought, ah, 10 p.m., no big deal. I stay up late sometimes. This will be fine. Um, and it is fine. Like on, on the game days themselves, like I don't feel it when I'm playing, I feel it for like four days afterward, uh, <laughs> just how miserable I feel and how tired I like perpetually am well, for, for context. Uh, when you stay yeah. up late normally, what are you doing? Say starting at nine thirty PM until whenever you go to bed, what does that stretch of time look like as compared to going and yeah. putting on, you know, your, your, t-shirt and your shorts and your i'm sure you have like a calf wrap and a shooting sleeve and a headband all the accessories all of it yeah so what what are you doing on a normal day just to just to give context dude a normal a normal day at nine or nine thirty i'm sitting on my sofa consuming things that i enjoy um watching usually a movie with my wife or a show with my wife or you know league pass with a buddy I'm I'm just, you know, I'm I'm kind of pampering myself to be honest. Um and it's not hard, it's not taxing. Um but but this intramural season has been unique in in the following way. So, when I signed with this team, our team is called Pippin Ain't Easy. Little homage Which is to a Scott great Pippen. name. But yeah, also I yeah, like that you they, said signed with this team. Did they Yeah. Did they pay you something? Dude, they reached out to me. So these are these are some guys who are kind of in my journalism program at various levels. One of them, one of the guys on my team is my sports editor. Last year's sports editor is on the team. Um, but the the real sort of, like the James Harden figure on the team, the, the real alpha, is an English major that I kind of stole from English, and now I've got him doing journalism stuff. And um, and he's a, great, he's a great dude. He reached out to me. He said, Cluck, we want you on our, on our intramural team. Did he announce to the English department that he was taking his talents to journalism? No, but I really wish he had. I that really, really wanted to do that. Maybe it's not too late. Um, so he reaches out to me. He goes, Cluck, I want you on our team. I said, uh, I said, great. I said, um, I have two contract demands. One is that you put me on the roster, but I have the option to never show up to any games. Um, so if I just didn't feel like going ever, I could, I could always exercise that option. Um, and then the second demand was, um, second demand was, I, I don't want to play more than like, 10 minutes per half. So the games are 40 minutes long. They're 20 minute halves. It's like college basketball without, you know, 4,000 timeouts. Um, so 20 minute halves, they're, they're pretty long. 
Um, but as it, as it happens, every game I've played this season has been against the same team. And I, I don't know. How many intramural teams are there? Dude, there's like 16. But, but here's the thing. Always the worst team to play in intramurals. And I don't know if it was like this at Wheaton because I don't know if you had these programs. So we have graduate nursing and pharmacy programs. And the pharmacy team is always these like roided up like 28 year old like angry dudes who study all day and do like cycles of anadrol 50 and lift weights like that's all they do you know <laughs> like that's their life you know and that's, they only ever they that only sounds ever so out. depressing dude right and, and that's why they're so angry that they only ever get out of their building to like come and play intramural games against undergrads you know against these these little weaselly christian college boys and um everybody hates playing against the pharmacy teams and with good reason, because they're no fun to play against. They're really chippy. Like, so I, I don't remember, I don't know what it was like at Wheaton, but like the environment for these intramural games, for the most part at Union, is everybody, everybody starts out kind of being fun and collegial. And if like the chippiness escalates, it escalates because of a couple of hard fouls or whatever toward the end. But for the most part, everybody's kind of starting off there to have a good time. These guys start off and it's war, man. Like these, these pharmacy dudes, they do not care. Um, so they're like diving around, they're smashing into you. Guys are like hitting the floor with regularity. And um, we had to face these guys twice in the regular season and then once again in the playoffs. So it's been nothing but like, you know, Anadrol 50 pharmacy dudes for me this intramural season. What was the I'm final being... result of these three games? Uh, okay, so let's see. We beat them the first time. We were down by nine. I think I mentioned this on the show. Down by nine with four minutes to go. We came back and beat him. And then we played him again. And we didn't have we didn't have like two of our best guys, so we lost. Um so yeah, it's it's been it's been hit or miss against pharmacy, man. And they they're usually really good teams. Like the guy I've had to guard every time. They, so they have jerseys. Here's another inter- intramural thing. Um they've gotten their own jerseys printed. So they've got um So somebody has daddy's credit card, is that what I understand? Dude, right. Somebody has daddy's credit card. They've got like their own logo they designed and they've got like names on the back. I hate shirt. these guys so much. I hate Dude, them right. so much. I'm, I'm having a 15 year flashback to being at in intramural college sports and I want to go throw an elbow right now. That's what I feel in my heart. Dude, thank you. That's so validating to hear you say that because it's like, am I just a jerk for thinking this? But yeah, these guys show up in their jerseys and they're like reversible homage to the phoenix suns jerseys so there's like a purple side and a white side and both sides have like numbers and names on them and i, I just feel like they for intramurals, names on the jerseys and everything they have names. Oh, they have names these guys are tools dude their point guard is this huge guy called dirty mike and it says dirty mike on the back of his jersey and dirty mike's thing is just to drive to the basket like a like a bull oh, in a china i would shop. put dirty mike right into the stanchion head first oh, believe like me. yeah, yeah. elbow in the teeth I was I was not a very friendly intramural basketball player, but yeah, anybody who sh- if a team shows up in jerseys, I immediately go into full Bruce Bowen mode where my goal is to injure all of them. I'm just yeah, putting my yeah. feet under them on the jumpers. I'm swinging elbows, all of it. I want no part in that, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely been hard. It's been hard on our bodies and our psyches. Do you have? But, uh, do you ref your own games, or are there refs for these games? No, there's refs, okay. man, and the re- the refing is like wildly. Like the first time we played pharmacy, there, we actually had a couple of refs with with pretty good whistles, and you know they they kind of kept things at bay. But the the guys in our last game, man, they just they let it be the bloodbath that it was, and it was it was pretty bad. So um, so yeah, man, that's that's the deal with intramurals, and uh, I love playing. Um, you know my so like my uniform aesthetic right now. I'm a tights guy. Like I've adopted tights. Um, which I have not earned. And we've, we've talked about this in the past. Like you got to be a, a contributor at a certain level to accessorize. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like those rules go out the window for, for intramurals. Anything goes, cause it's kind of like half ironic anyway. Um, also so, yeah. if you're a professor playing with students, you can, you can do, and you can show up and play in a cardigan sweater. You could play in jeans. Yeah. You could play, I mean, you, you can do anything. Dude, so I think my next game I am going to show up in khakis and a blue blazer. I'm going to play in that, and then I'm going to send those tapes to Owen Strakan and tell him, like, hey, I got a couple of years of eligibility here. I'm not saying, you know, um, let's just see where it goes, Owen. You know, you and me, let's just talk. Just two guys talking right now. Um, yeah, see what, what if, see what kind of financial aid package they can get you. 
what if we put a team together? What if we put like an intramural team together and we scrimmaged the team at uh, Charles Spurgeon College? Is that it, Spurgeon? Is that what we were talking about? Last yeah, time? It's Spurgeon it's College at Midwestern. Yeah. I, you know, it really depends on who's on the team, but that's the thing. Yeah, I, be, being an I overconfident want, ex-athlete, I immediately think I like our chances based on I like absolutely too, no absolutely. knowledge of anything in real life. Just I like our chances, dude. I could probably get us a couple of ringers too. Like we have a couple of guys on campus who are like graduate assistant coaches on our basketball team who just slay. They're just savages in intramural. Oh yeah, I used um, like, to my a couple of my roommates when I was in college were varsity basketball players and so like I those were the guys who I, you know, they were just friends of mine and still are. So yeah, I could I could yeah. I could probably bring in Dude, some we, ringers. Oh, for sure. We could call up a couple of guys. Now, I realize we just ripped this mentality completely, but if this happens, I want jerseys. Dude, I want happy rant jerseys. Um, whose NBA aesthetic are we going to mimic on our jerseys? Well, if it's happy, um, I feel, man, I feel like it's Brooklyn, right? Just you got the color yeah, it's scheme. Brooklyn. We got a, yeah, we got the black and white color scheme. I do that want the Brooklyn sense. City jerseys, the one with the uh, the Biggie small yeah. sweater pattern on the uh, on Dude, the those trim. Are sick. Those are those, those are, are so clean. Sick. I like those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all right, so Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn jersey aesthetic, happy rant intramural team. You know what? Let's let's open this up. Let's get some dialogue going online about this. So if you're interested in playing. Uh, intramural basketball for our team, for the Happy Rant team against um, Spurgeon College. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know a little bit about your basketball persona. Like for me, um, not your you know, skills, go- your persona. Your persona, yeah. So like for me, I'm gonna goon it up down low. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a lot of you know a lot of elbows. I'm gonna get some rebounds, play some good defense. I got a baby hook and a little baseline jumper, and that's basically it. Um, but I'm going to look good. I'm going to so you I'm are put you on a show. Are Zach Randolph is what I just heard. Late dude, career I'm Zach, Zach Randolph. Randolph. I'm late career Zach. Late career Zach Randolph. Okay. But dude, I'm putting on a show. Believe me. Um, for me, it's sports entertainment. It's about bringing a smile to the fans' faces, energizing the fan base. Um, you're going to get that with me. So when you sign me, that's what you know you're getting. Um, so tell us a little bit about your persona, basketball persona, and let's put a team together. Let's get ten or twelve guys. Uh, let's charter a bus. Let's drive it up to uh, Spurgeon College, and let's let's get a little game in with the uh, with these guys. I, yeah. I I would like to see this happen. <laughs> well, and just and for the sake of roster composition, because these things matter, um, I would consider myself more of a stretch four. Now, in yeah. Bill Simmons says that everybody reaches a point in their pickup basketball career where they become a stretch four because you can no longer <laughs> run or jump. The thing is, I've exactly. been that since I was sixteen years old. So I love um, I love it. On offense, that's yeah. I'm more like a pick and pop guy. I'm on the perimeter, but I'll crash the boards. On defense, I am a yeah. I'll put you into the floor. That's my yeah. that is my game. I will try to block lots of shots and yep. and I will hit you really hard if uh, if I can't block your shot. So I'm the. I may or may not get in foul trouble. I will also go nose to nose with a referee if I dislike mm-hmm. them. I did get kicked out of one or two intramural games. Uh, back it. in my day for mouthing off and following lots yeah. of people. So nice, but I'm not out of control. It's all calculated. So I can, you Dude, know, you're Danny age, you're Christian Danny age. Yeah. Kind of, kind of an instigator, but, but like, yeah. but not like the tug on people's shorts instigator, like the, the yeah. kind who knocks them into the second row instigator, that kind. I love it. I love it, man. So, this is good. This team is shaping up. Yeah. So we've so got I feel two like- very aggressive front court players. So we need to fill in around this. We do. We need some finesse guys. We need some guys with some skill. Um, we need some guys to shoot some shoot some Tracys. We need some three balls. Um, you know, so hit us I, up, man. Hit us up. somebody you... who can dribble the basketball because I don't get the impression either of us are spectacular at that. Dude, no, I'm not handling. I'm not handling, no, for sure. Um, so, yeah, if you can bring the ball up the floor, we would like to hear from you. Reach out. And um, we're going to put this team together, man. We're going to make it happen. We're getting Brooklyn City jerseys. Um, in the process, I, uh, I love this development. This is good. Um, happy rant basketball. This could be like, this, this may be a little before your time Piper, but I'd be curious when I was a kid, um, talking like early childhood here, like the NFL teams would often have just kind of like traveling promotional basketball teams that would play in the off season. And I remember when I was a kid in like 1984, the Chicago bears like came to our high school gym. And um, and they played a game against like the local cops or, you know, Blackford High School alumni or whatever. They played in a gym. They probably slept with like half the women in our town that night. Um, and then they would go on to another city. But, um, you know, we we could be 
we could be the the podcast version of that minus the sleeping with all the women in your town thing thank you for um, clarifying that last point i feel like that's a, that's a real important differentiation i do i feel also, like it's a really we're not professional athletes we're not professional athletes uh, but we are entertainers, Piper. We are we are in the sports entertainment business, and we would uh, we would put on a show. So in, um, I would like to yeah, know what what Ron's response would be if you know if we were like, hey, we really want you to be part of this in some capacity. What, what dude? Now, what capacity would that take, though? How would that's, he be a part? That's of it? my question. <laughs> what would that part be? Halftime entertainment? Like he could do a Joy Electric set at halftime. Only but if it, he it, went it, into full uh, full music video mode, which he, it's he refuses for, to acknowledge. It's delicate for Ron, though, because Ron doesn't do irony. And he doesn't look at his career with any level of irony at all. So um, it would have to be something that would, like, honor him to some degree, um, where he could, like, really do it. You know, he could, like, really, like, really, really do it to an audience that would appreciate it. Um, so we have to think of, we have to think of what this is. I, I've got well, an idea. I think he could um, be like, you know, the, uh, the, the Michael Buffer of this event, you know, cause he, yeah. he loves, he likes doing he, that. He yeah, likes he's, doing a, he's an MC to the core when it comes down to like introing things, welcoming everybody, getting the energy up. Like he's the energy in yeah. the gym guy. He is man. And he, so here's a function that I think Ron could really play. You know how Piper in 2019, in this context, like part of the NBA broadcast experience is you get that shot of like the super fashionable player, like walking into the arena, never looking at the camera, always in headphones, mm-hmm. usually chewing something, but they're dressed to the nines. Yeah, or but on their phone. The, That's right. Or on their phone. Dressed to the nines could be a suit. Dressed to the nines could be like some other like meticulously curated casual outfit, but like nine, like, like nine jackets, perhaps nine jackets that could, that could be Ron's thing. Ron's Ron's like role to play on the team could just be walking into the arena looking really nice in whatever outfit he picked out for himself. I, I think he would excel at it. I think he would too. I think he would crush that. So see, everybody's got a job, you know, he might not play a lot of minutes by that. I mean, he wouldn't play any minutes, uh, but he would walk into the arena with a plum. He would be he would be our guy for that. Um, so I like this pipe. I, I like this whole idea. I think are the we whole doing thing, like a player coach situation or are we bringing in a coach? Ooh, see, I think I think naturally you step into that player coach role. Um, I think you're that guy, man. I think you know the most about basketball of of anybody in our environment. Um, you know, provided some like college coach doesn't step forward and say I would do it. Um, but really, do we I, want a college coach? Those guys are not known to be loads of fun. Dude, no. We want fun people only. So if you're not fun, just forget about it. Yeah. Um, need need so, not apply. Yeah. Fun, not, non-fun people need not apply. So I think it would be you. In that, you would be a little bit like late career Mike Dunleavy Sr. Um, in that you would, you, you would get a few games in as a player coach. So you may have to wear the short shorts. and like, work with, with like a, I mean, nobody Duke. else wants to see me in short shorts, but I'll totally wear them. Do a comb over of some kind, you know. Um, yeah, we, I, we, I'm a little shy on the male pattern baldness, like the thinning hair on top. <laughs> I, I'm not there yet, so yeah. that that I might need to. Uh, we'll just have to. Dude, work we may have to. We have. We may have to do like a Dunleavy Senior homage game where we all go short shorts and comb overs. Um, At the I don't very know. least, I could do like the the Pat Riley hair. I can slick mine back some fierce. Absolutely, absolutely, and that would be great. So. Yeah, all kinds of potential here, Piper. All kinds of potential. I like the way this is shaping up. But yeah, listeners, basketball persona, hit us up. What what's your place on the team? What is yep. your what do you bring to the table that is unique and that fits our particular situation? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we need we need role players. Um I don't know what you want your like minute distribution to look like, Piper, but like I really don't want to play ten minutes per half max is is where I'm at if we're looking at a forty minute game. Um, you know, I don't want to play more than half the game. So, uh, um, well, I mean, I, I know, think, uh, <clears throat> I think, well, if you're late career, Zach Randolph, that kind of means like you're the, you're sort of an ideal, like seventh man. And I yeah, think with that, yeah. in a 40 minute game, we can't really go deeper than about nine guys. So, right. you know, nine, we probably want 10, 11 on the roster, but a couple of those guys will only play if, you know, Ted's hamstrings are acting up or, you know, I yeah. get ejected or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But we're going to need some younger dudes to like to log some significant minutes here. So, yeah, because um, I, I mean, I could probably do like 28 minutes. 
Yeah, but yeah, but yeah we need somebody who can do like 36. Exactly. Yeah, we got to have, you know, we got to have some uh, some high energy guys that can play the whole game. So um, we'll see what the cat drags in, Piper. We'll see what kind of what kind of reach out we get online. And um, we're going to put this team together. I'll start looking into jerseys and, um, you know, listen, Spurgeon College, be ready to be clear. This is not a male only environment. If you're a lady who's a baller, please apply. We absolutely wide open to that. We still want to know what your your on court persona is, but yeah. just wanted to clarify that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we have absolutely no problem with that. If you will help us beat Spurgeon College, um, yeah, regardless of age, gender, whatever, we're uh, we're ready to uh, we're ready to have you on the floor with us. Um, it would be an honor to play with you. So, and honestly, yeah. there would be something really really fun about a team compri- like a co ed team just running a bunch of white reform dudes off the floor. So Dude, that would be that that would be many layers of fun actually. That, Owen, that would Owen be a lot of fun. Strachan would not know what to do with that and it would be No, delightful. he'd go bananas. What if he lost to a female coach? Um <laughs> what, what if he Do you think he would shake hands? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have to be honest though, I have to complain about something. And then I want to I want to seamlessly transition into promoing Indie Live and then get out of here. But uh I didn't shake hands last night. Um, I didn't shake hands after, after our game with, um, with 21 dudes, the pharmacy team. Um, I don't know. I was a little hot. I was a little hot about their, their conduct. So here's the thing. I, the shaking hands after games thing, like when people don't do it and somebody, you know, people get all self-righteous on social media about a professional athlete, not doing that. I could not care less if you just lost and it was heartbreaking or the other team was dirty, or you know that you just want to punch them if you see them again. All of those are like. I, fine, don't shake hands. Like shaking exactly. hands is not the epitome of sportsmanship. So I agree. People need I agree. To you get could, off that high horse. You could shake hands and be very insincere about it. And um, like I just every athlete rather, after every game, like every athlete. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I had a gym full of fans. I had to. I had to cater to too. So we, uh, our team, man, Pippin and Easy. We 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 bring fans out. We put we put backsides in the seats. So uh, it's something we pride ourselves on. We're there for the fans and. Uh, I had a lot of students and former students and my wife and kids were there. I had a lot of people I, I had to interact with after the game. So, um, you, you know, just didn't have time for the handshakes. No, not even a little bit. That's the way it goes. Um, yeah, this is fun, man. And maybe, maybe pipe here. Here's what I would like to see, uh, by way of a transition into Indie live, I'd like to sign a couple of players at Indie live and what I would like to do. And, um, you know, you, you let me know how you feel about this as co-owner of the team. I would like to sign players in such a way that we bring them out of the crowd. We bring them up onto the stage. We do a little photo op. Maybe we, maybe we have the jerseys there already. And uh, we invite you into the Happy Rant basketball family. And um, like a true press conference signing. Where yeah, like got- with, with Ted and Player both kind of each holding half of a basketball and they're holding up one finger yeah. like they're the first draft. That super awkward thing that, that they Absolutely. do at the draft. It's ideal. I love it. I want to do that. I want to do the draft moment. I want to do the big David Stern hug. And I want to, I want to sign some guys. I want to sign at least two players uh, at Indie Live. So hit us up before that. Um, get your tickets for Indie Live. Piper, tell them how to do that. If you go to happyrantpodcast.com, you will see a spot kind of right right at the top of the page or right under the description of the show that says events and it's got the location which is soma church in indianapolis uh soma church and day spa and pharmacy um (laughs) not to be confused with the pharmaceutical team that ted does not enjoy and then it's got the date and time that's march 31 at 7 p.m and then it's got a big orange bucket button that says get your tickets. And if you click that, it'll take you to Eventbrite. You can buy your tickets. We've had people buy like blocks of five and ten, not ten, but several. So people are bringing groups of people to this, which makes a ton of sense because that's probably how people are going to the Gospel Coalition. You know, a whole church staff or a whole team. Just bring the whole team to Indie Live. It's right before the Gospel Coalition starts. It's Sunday night. And then the big conference starts the next day. So this is your chance to have a really good time before you go listen to lots and lots of sermons and breakout sessions, none of which we are part of. So this is also your only chance to hear Ted, Ronnie, and myself mm. do anything remotely close to a breakout because we weren't invited. So um, tickets are 15 bucks, so not super expensive. Bring your team out. 
go check it out. We would love to see you there. Um, and we still got, we still have tickets available. So, um, we've got plenty of room for you and would love to have you come out. Bring your team out and join our team. And, uh, in Piper, if they sign their contracts or their national letter of intents with us at Indy live, they'll have like three days to find like Owen Strahan in the, in the halls of, of that other conference and like start, start, yeah, just dunk, talking just dunk on yeah. him, you know. Yeah, just, start talking some junk to 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 strike in, just to just to plant a little seed, you know, just to get in yeah, his head. Tell tell him we're coming for him. Make yeah. him make him nervous. I mean, he'll he'll yeah. pretend like he doesn't know what you're talking about. He'll be like, "Oh, what? Who's this? I don't know what this is." Yeah, what, yeah he, what podcast? That's, that's yeah. all an act. He is yep. he's going to yep. lose sleep over this, folks. If Absolutely. we do it right. Absolutely. Tell him to press his khaki shorts and like, let's do this thing. Um, yeah. Nothing would make me happier, Pipe, and uh, and this show has made me happy. For the life of me, I'm so tired, I can't even really remember what we talked about. I just feel like I enjoyed it. Um, it was an enjoyable 50 minutes, and uh, like we always do, we've wandered to and fro throughout these topics, and until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.